Hi guys, it's Adam. I've got a big question for you today. Have you for a long time considered getting into the interior design industry, but you've just been too scared to do it? Are you feeling like you're not creative enough or like you don't have the right business acumen or whatever? Uh, let's have a talk about it. This is really important. So for the, those of you who have been considering getting into the industry but haven't done so so far, let's get into a discussion about it. Today, we want to talk about whether an interior design career is really right for you. Let's have a chat. Hi guys, it's interior designer Adam Scoogle and welcome to episode one of So You Want to Be an Interior Designer podcast. Uh, in this series, I'm going to share with you all of my little secrets. I'm going to tell you about the thrills, reveal some of the spills and help you create a design career that's really tailored to fit your lifestyle. Uh, today's uh, topic of debate is really whether or not you should be in the industry. So I'm going to break it down into three really important questions to ask yourself before you even consider this. But before I do that, I'm going to ask you to jump on and take a quiz. Who doesn't love a quiz? If you're thinking of starting out or getting going in interior design, take this quiz. It's going to give you some really short, sharp information. It's going to really catapult your direction. I'm going to give you some advice based on just a few questions. It only takes about five minutes to get you moving. Uh, if you're also in the industry or you've just started and you feel like you're sort of faltering, Take this quiz at it is at <laughs> the address is so you want to be an interior designer.tv forward slash quiz. As I said, just five minutes, uh, you'll get an email from me with some really important information on where I think you should be headed next uh, based on the info you give to me in that quiz. So take the quiz, let me know how you go with it. But uh, on to the very first episode. Uh, thank you for being here with me. A little bit about me, I won't bore you with all the gory details of of my history, but you probably want to know who I am and what I'm doing talk of, talking about this uh, and why, you know, I've got some information that I think is is really valid for you based on my experience. I was in corporate for 18 years, so uh, working for a financial institution and, uh, you know, that was good, but really about sort of early 30s, I, I thought I've got to get into some sort of creative outlet here. I really love interiors. And uh, probably you, just ask yourself, if people said to you over time, gee, you are awesome, the, this place looks amazing, the way you've decorated it, or whatever you've done, the way you've designed your kitchen, whatever, is fantastic, can you help me do it? Uh, you probably, if you're a creative person and you love the interior uh, design side of things or decorating, uh, you're probably relating to those things that I'm talking about. And that's really kind of my story too. I was very much into decorating my apartment and changing things up all the time and uh, doing all sorts of fun stuff like that. But um, what I did, I had this this sort of hunger to uh, create a side hustle, which was really my interior design business. So for about eight years, I did it on the side, which is something I'd encourage you to do as well uh, before you even consider doing something full-time is start to roll over a few projects. And I can tell you or teach you how ways that you can do that successfully working a full-time job or a part-time job or whatever, but uh, kind of not throwing the baby out with the bathwater and going cold turkey before you need to. But anyway, I uh, did that for eight years and I, then I went full-time full, full, uh, full -time with it all for about three and a half years. So um, I've got some experience to share with you and I'm really pleased to have you along for the ride. 
Uh, it has been an up and down journey. It's been a lot of fun, but there's also a lot to it uh, that can really test <laughs> your patience and, and test your resilience. But uh, at the end of the day, it's all good. And I hope that you make a decision to get into the industry because I think the good outweighs the bad. Anyway, I've got three questions for you today, really important questions. What I want to do is pretty much outline uh, you know, the things you need to know about the business side of an interior design business. Uh, things I'm going to also tell you is how to sort of consider things you can do when you don't have a full pipeline of jobs. That happens. And uh, I really want to do this because I wanted to give you this info because I want you to be fully armed with all the realities of what it's like to be a solopreneur. I'm a solopreneur, I guess you'd call it, uh, somebody who's working for themselves in the industry. So anyway, let's kick off. The first question I've got for you today is, are you happy being 20% creative and 80% business driven? So this is a big one. I didn't come up with those two percentages, but it is true for a lot of businesses. 20% of the time, it's awesome. You're creating, you've got a brief from your client and you're going and picking fabrics and choosing pillows and you're coming up with great designs. It could be kitchen design, uh, could be bathroom design. You could be doing amazing uh, entertainment unit, cabinetry, whatever it is. Uh, any sort of design uh, or decoration uh, that you're putting together as a concept is really the creative. So 20% of that, if you average it out, is is going to be that fun, interesting, sometimes challenging to work out solutions for creative stuff. The other side of it is, is of course, the business. So if the business side of it isn't run properly, then you're going to have a situation where you may not be able to continue to actually do the creative side at all, the business won't last. So when I talk about business, I am talking about uh, getting a contract set up that works for you. I'm talking about having a plan that really involves uh, budgets and how you're going to make certain figures. Uh, it's also about how you're going to run a project uh, with your client and make them feel that they're really in a trustworthy situation with somebody that knows what they're doing and having all of that laid out and being transparent from the get-go. So that's really important. Now, if you feel like the, I've got a feeling the 20% creative, um, I think that you right there know that you're 20% creative. You're a creative person, individual. I think that's why you're here watching this. If you're not so sure about the business side, don't worry. There's so many different opportunities for you to learn how to run the business side of interior design really well. Uh, one of the people in the industry that really helped me a lot is Kimberly Seldon. Look her up if you haven't heard of her. She has an online design portal. Uh, uh, she has a community where she just coaches on the business of interior design. She helped me a lot. I met her a few years ago. She's a wonderful lady. I've based a lot of what I'm doing now on her practices, her processes. I've made a few tweaks, I've got to admit, to suit uh, my business, but Really, she has been a big help. So there's lots of interior design-specific business help you can get, which is a really good thing because the interior interior design industry is is a kind of its own uh, little beast. It's it's you need to know a lot about uh, the ins and outs of the industry and certain nuances with running a design business. I think than a lot of other businesses. So that's the first one. Are you happy being twenty percent creative and eighty percent business driven? If you are happy with that mix. You're on the right track, baby. You are going to win uh, and hands up. You're going to have a fantastic experience in this industry, making money and uh, seeing your creations come to fruition. It's a wonderful thing. 
Question number two. This is really important. This is something I want you to be aware of from the get-go or think about. Are you prepared to make a living in other ways when the road gets tough? Now, I've got to admit, some of the business coaches, and I'm a bit of a coach junkie (laughs) when it came to interior design, uh, I had in the past coaches that uh, were focused on helping interior designers get to a certain level. Now, a lot of the coaching um, philosophy was around really aiming for that affluent client set, you know, the high-end client. And uh, there wasn't, I've got to admit, sometimes enough about filling the pipeline with really tangible things that can bring money in the door when you're not sort of back-to-back with interior design clients. And that that certainly happens, and it happened to me during COVID, for example. As you can imagine, it was a tough time for everybody. But uh, one of the things that I'd recommend to you from the get-go is create essential services within the industry for uh, people that that need your help. So rather than sort of aspiring to have uh, back-to-back clients, especially high-end clients back-to-back-to-back, which is lovely, I don't know what the magic uh, trick is to, to getting that happening. I still don't know. One of the things I decided to do, and I really taught myself this, was was you know there's always a need for essential services. You know during COVID they called groceries essential, they called alcohol essential. <laughs> Certainly was for me during that period. But it's also uh, what I'm talking about for you if you're running an interior design business now. I I would have some essential services that help support the industry. So to to cut. cut the cackle, I'm talking about finisher schedules, for example. What I ended up doing was approaching kitchen companies or helping clients with, say, finisher schedules instead of, you know, trying to get the whole full kitchen job, for example. So kitchen company creates a kitchen for a client. They're not paying a design fee for the the kitchen. But if they follow uh, a lot of the designs out there that are sort of peddled out by some of these kitchen companies... They're very basic, you know, the basic white kitchen, flat cupboards, mirrored splashback and maybe a white Caesar stone top and uh, lots of white cold light. Uh, that's that's the basics of what you may possibly get from a kitchen company. Then they'll leave it up to you. You know, they'll give you a very basic design and then they will say, well, you go ahead and pick the different colours if you want them, the different styles of cabinets, uh, different stones that are available. You can pick the lighting. If you've got other ideas, it's all up to you. Now, that is very overwhelming for a client. So what you can do is offer an essential service, say, to a kitchen company. And what that essential service could be is a package where you say, I can help you come in and pick the finishes for the kitchens that you may have people going to you for to uh, create for them. Now, it doesn't matter what's happening in the economy, whether we're in a recession or we're in COVID or whatever, people will still want a new kitchen. They're going to bunker down. Uh, or they will still build houses, even if the interest rates are through the roof. People will still uh, get married, build houses, or you know do renovations. It just will continue to happen. So uh, that, in terms of, of, of sort of assisting that part of the market, I found that providing what I call these essential services worked. So offer a finishes package to a kitchen company. Offer a, a building company. Uh, who has people going and and asking them to build, uh, if they're not working with a designer, they'll have to pick all the finishes as well. They'll have to pick, you know, what's the flooring they're going to lay, uh, what are the paint colours they're going to paint with, you know, what are all the the fittings they need for all of their bathrooms and so forth. 
Uh, it depends on how big you want to get into this. You can pick the external fascias and you can do all sorts of things, do all the colours for external as well as internal. These are all finishes. So I won't harp on about that because we'll talk about that in more detail in, in future episodes. But think of essential services you can offer within the industry that don't have you begging for the next high-end job and you sitting there waiting for something that may may not come to you for some time. Get out there and talk to people in the industry like kitchen companies, uh, you know, people that are creating bathrooms, builders, and offer them a complimentary service that's a lower cost item for the customer but helps the builder or the kitchen company get the client over the line by you sort of getting in there and creating a beautiful concept for them for, you know, a certain price. You could even give a partial payment to the builder or the kitchen company and just make sure you're profitable after offering the payment so they, they have you top of mind. That's just one way to look at uh, filling the pipeline when, uh, you know, the jobs aren't, aren't piling up. And there will be a feast or a famine at times that happens to everybody. I do think from some uh, designers out there that say, well, we're just busy every day, day and night, da-da-da-da-da, hiring stuff. That's awesome. But uh, I don't know how you do that. And sometimes I don't get the information about how they do that. Uh, a lot of the times they've got a lot of staff too or as few staff members. And I think, gee, imagine having to pay all those salaries for those staff members and having the, the pressure of, getting a whole lot of uh, jobs through the door. That's why I stay as a solopreneur. But anyway, have a think about that. Whatever it is you need to do, be prepared to to fill up the pipeline and bring in some business, bring in some money when you don't have all those full service jobs on. Start thinking about what that could look like for you. Question number three, finishing on this one today is, do you love it or should you leave it? So it's exactly what I'm saying. If you love this business, then you're going to go a long way, uh, but you really do need to love it. There's lots of balls in the air all the time, and the creative stuff's really fun, but then you've got to try and sort of get some of this creative vision of yours, uh, which might be a little bit left to the middle. It certainly is in some of my my concepts. Over the line with the client, why are you choosing that? Why are you uh, sort of suggesting they go that route? What if you're working with a builder or different trades that you didn't bring in and, and – uh, you need to work with them and they're not the easiest people to work with or you've got an idea and you've got somebody else that has a clashing idea. So it's it's kind of, it's you know, it's, it's a wonderful industry, but it's also uh, sometimes uh, there's a lot of hurdles that you've just got to get over and personalities you've got to meet with and, uh, and smooth things over with at times. Uh, I don't want to scare you, but it is, it is true. You know, I think of people, and you've probably had this experience too, you know, you know, people that, they open a restaurant or a cafe and they get, they're going to go in business with somebody they've got no experience in the industry and they don't particularly have a passion for it, but they get into it. And uh, you're sort of left thinking, gee, I wonder if this is going to work out. You know, this this, this uh, friend of mine or acquaintance of mine, you know, isn't that friendly? So how's he going to be at the front of a cafe smiling every morning when people need their coffee? I'm just making all this up, but just think about it. Uh, you know, these things happen and, you know, people sometimes are not that successful in a business if they don't uh, have the passion for it because unless you've got the passion you don't find ways out of problems and into solutions so the last thing I'd ask you is do you really love this is it a passion do you think about it all the time uh, and I've got a feeling you you probably do uh, but that is that that's the last thing to think about today I definitely have to love what I do otherwise it wouldn't be worth doing you know I really have to love 
uh, this side of the business. And I do love it. And, uh, and I want you to love it too. So um, just to wrap up today, take a piece of paper and write out the pros and cons of each of those things I've spoken about. Are you really good with the business side of things? Or if you're not, what, what is it you can uh, do now to look into uh, learning more about the business side of interior design? Have a look online or stick with me and watch the podcast. I'm going to teach you lots. Um, second thing is what are the things you could do to have a, maybe a, a, a part-time or side uh, job or you can stay in your full-time job. There's nothing wrong with that while you start to create uh, a sound list of projects. You just need some help sometimes to make that happen. Lastly, do you really love it or is it something that you've, you kind of, you're, you're 50-50 on? If you're 50-50 on it, you know, do what you do, do what you will, but uh, you may not find that you want to hang in there for the long, long-term business, something you're really passionate about. So three really important things that I've covered. Uh, lastly, I'm going to go back to that quiz. If you want to fill in this quiz, uh, it is just down here. So you want to be an interior designer.tv forward slash quiz just takes five minutes and I'm going to send you an email with some feedback for you that's going to really help catapult you to the next level. Uh, whether you're just starting out or whether you've started out and you're flailing a little, take the quiz, you're going to get some information that I know will be really helpful for you, at least I hope so. So thank you very much for sticking with me. Uh, I want to say that I believe in you. I want to end in saying that I think that uh, we've all got a gift and I think the reason that you're sitting here watching this podcast episode uh, is is I think you know you've got the gift. And what I want to say to you is just trust your own intuition, go for it. Uh, do consider these things that I've mentioned today uh, as part of uh, your mix of uh, thoughts uh, whilst you uh, start to take that next step into your journey uh, into interior design. I do think you are an interior designer or if you're watching this, I think you could be a fabulous creative decorator or designer whatever you want to be and i'll talk about that in another episode too but there we go uh nice little chit chat episode one catch me next week for the next episode and until then i wish you a lovely rest of the week and bye for now see ya